podcast where myself and other women discuss the seen and unseen challenges and biases that women and girls face on a daily basis and how women in business are working towards changing this narrative. Today, my guest is Sally Deer, who is the founder and CEO of Ducky Zebra, a gender neutral clothing company in Oxford. Hello, Sally. Hi, Alice. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for coming on. So it's interesting that you decided to create your own gender neutral clothing company for children. Yes. And it wasn't my background at all. Um, So I know we've discussed it before, but my background is in automotive and rail, so not fashion or children's clothing but I was frustrated by the gender stereotypes that I was seeing in children's clothes so I decided to do something about it. That's brilliant yeah it's very hard to go into a shop and not find something that the clothes are very specific aren't they and I remember there was a post going around where someone had moved a NASA top from the boys clothing department to the girls clothing department because at girls clothing I found particularly having two daughters is quite limiting and the material tends to be very fragile and they can't really have fun adventures in them and the boys clothing always tends to be a bit more robust and simpler as well so it's I think it's really important for children to be able to just wear clothes that they can climb about in especially the age group you're aiming your clothes at they're obviously more likely to be climbing about and getting mucky and things. I'm nodding my head at the moment because I couldn't agree with you more. So uh, girls clothes, like you say, are often less practical. A lot of pinks and pastel colours, often lighter colours that might get dirty more easily. So we might remind our daughters or our girls to be more careful so that they don't damage their clothes. And the imagery on girls clothes is often cute and sweet. Um, There might be characters with their eyes closed, looking demure, um, long eyelashes magic and fairies and there are some positive messages as well so on girls clothes there is a kind of a celebration of kindness which is a really positive message but like you were saying there isn't so much around adventures determination and confidence which we might see in boys clothing but during my early research because the reason why I started looking into ducky zebra was because I could see the damaging impact of gender stereotypes on my daughter in particular but when I was researching I discovered that things were perhaps just as bad for boys if not worse yes their clothes might be more robust and perhaps a little bit more practical but some of the messaging is really quite scary for boys as well so there's such a focus on being a brave being heroes a lot of the imagery is of teeth bearing predators a lot of the emotions that are coming through some of the pictures are quite angry and whilst they might promote confidence and determination there's not a lot of kindness and then we go on to see that men are more likely to take their own lives and they have more mental health issues later on in life more likely to go to prison than women I mean these aren't all going to stem back to clothing but the messaging that children are seeing all around them whether it's on the clothes or in the books or on tv or in the language that they hear and um, is so divided by gender and damaging whether you're a girl or whether you're a boy yeah it's true it's, it is really sad and I've noticed it just 
just looking because I've got four nephews so looking at clothes for them I've noticed the messaging and quite often the jumpers and tops for boys will have words like naughty on and I just think well who says that boys are naughty you know then but the whole naughty and nice thing it's like whole sugar and spice and boys being like slugs and snails I guess a lot of the time boys are maybe more likely to be the ones that are scrambling around in the dirt and getting mucky and playing with snails I don't know I from my point of view my eldest is less likely to do it but still likes it but my youngest gets right down in the dirt and loves getting mucky and also when my eldest was younger from the age of three until she was five I think she would only wear dresses because otherwise she didn't look pretty unless she was wearing a pretty dress and it really broke my heart and I just didn't know how to change that but someone else who's got an older daughter said to me it's okay as long as you keep encouraging them and challenging what they see around them and she said by the age of seven they tend to either accept that that's all that they can be or if you've given them the option and the opportunity they then can see that actually they don't have to just be a specific type of child and we went to a park meetup recently and there was a boy he's 11 he had bright yellow nails and I just thought it was so good that he was able to express himself and all the children around him are seeing that he is happy to paint his nails and be himself and I think that when children have an older role model that wears gender defying clothes I I think Harry Styles is amazing with the stuff that he wears he's just so flamboyant definitely sorry for interrupting there but I agree and it's more fun so I've got um, two children one that my girl is seven and, and my son is five and he would be outraged if we were to give my daughter nail varnish but not him because why it's bright it's colorful it's fun and so we've always been really careful just to let them do what they want and so from a really young age he's loved having his nails painted he's also loved playing football climbing trees he does what he enjoys doing and we haven't placed those limits or or we've tried very hard not to place those limits on him and we've tried to remove our own biases as well because we all have that kind of unconscious bias um, or we're influenced by how we were brought up or what we were allowed to do and and so we're really trying hard to challenge that and break away from those biases but it was interesting you made a point that your friend mentioned that by the age of six or seven potentially that could inform who you who you become or, or how you perceive yourself and that there's quite a lot of research that shows that between the ages of two and five children are like sponges absorbing everything around them and they're looking for clues to make sense of the world and and they're looking for kind of rules or the codes and that includes things like the color code of pink for girls and blue for boys or potentially the dress code of dresses and skirts for girls and trousers and shorts for boys or the toy rules of dolls and prams for girls and balls and sport for boys and also the behavior rules of sweet and kind and pretty for girls and strong and bold and confident for boys and the research 
shows that by the time children are around the ages of six or seven, they've made sense of the world around them and they've kind of worked out their place within the world. And that can then go on to affect future decisions and choices, the subjects they might choose, the career paths they might go down, and um, the salary that they might end up having, um, but also their mental health and their behaviour. And I don't want to say that to be alarmist because we can reverse that as well. Um, uh, so there's lots of positives. We can we can do all sorts of things to change those perceptions. But when I was reading the research, I did find it quite shocking that children from such a young age are absorbing everything that goes on around them. And, and there are so many external factors that as parents, we can't really influence or manage other children that, that are around our, our kids and other people that they might be watching or seeing and kind of the books that are available to them the TV that they might happen to watch all of these things uh, like influence how they then perceive the world and, and their place within it yeah absolutely there's so much influence that that's the thing that I struggle with most as a parent actually is other people's opinions other people's point of view the Disney my daughters love Disney but again that's largely up until recent years been all about the female being powerless and weak waiting to be rescued and again that affects boys and girls how they think that they should be behaving because you know times have changed and men and women are both working and men don't have to be the main breadwinner anymore and as a result they're having to adapt and learn how to play a different role I think rather than being this strong protector that women don't really need protecting because we're perfectly capable of protecting ourselves but it's kind of so ingrained in society it's really difficult to adapt and then with the messages that are on clothing and children see they're still clinging on to that way of life because I think society is scared to let go of the fact that men can be weak and vulnerable and cry and have emotions and be in touch with their feelings and girls can be strong and capable and empowered and be leaders you know yeah it just always feels like there's the messages subliminal messages in society are telling us that we have to still conform to these roles I agree with you and I think with the clothes a lot of it feels quite lazy as well that the style of the 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 messaging on the clothes hasn't updated with time and because it sells perhaps there's no urgency to change that messaging either um in the news yesterday primark got slated for some of their terrible sexist messaging on their tops and um have reached bbc news but it was exciting that it got that profile and recognition that some of the messaging was quite dangerous but it was also interesting reading a lot of the comments because there's a real divide between people that want that change and they want fashion for kids to be reimagined and updated and for those biases to be removed and other people that see it as harmless I mean it's just a t-shirt and my kid loves dinosaurs and that's great I mean we should keep dinosaurs but it was really interesting that there was such a divide I've recognized as well that a lot of people are quite nostalgic when they're buying clothes 
So they often like to buy things that maybe they had when they were younger, or I don't know. Um, like I feel it's still quite a contentious subject. But I also, going back to the point you raised earlier, I think a lot of it, it's so ingrained in us that we don't necessarily see that massive, massive divide or, or the impact that the, the different clothing can have on our children. Yeah, that's true. But I have to say, I don't remember when we were small, clothing having so many different messages. It, I mean, there was a lot of floral patterns and that was aimed at girls more so than boys. And boys tended to kind of wear um, jogging bottoms, I think, from what I remember. I don't know. I, I can't really remember it very vividly. I've got three sisters and I wore all their hand-me-downs until I completely point blank refused to wear any more hand-me-downs. And I made my mum get me a new wardrobe when I started secondary school. But even then, I don't remember particularly tops having words written on them like yeah, that you might be right about yes about the slogans um i've also noticed with the slogans as well that there, there are more slogans now on on tops intended for girls that might be more empowering um but a lot of those words you know be brave or empowered or are almost words that look like they've been taken off a top that was originally intended for a boy and just slapped onto the top for a girl and um i think also that's that's a shame because there are so many other amazing characteristics and softer the softer skills um kind of the empathy and the kindness that often seems to get pushed to one side when we do that like it seems like it's more acceptable for us to really push the confidence and the determination and the adventure than it is to push the kindness and the empathy and, and that's one of the things that I felt quite strongly about when I set up Ducky Zebra that yes there are clothes intended for girls that promote kindness but not necessarily confidence for girls but for boys there was a focus on confidence and not necessarily kindness and I really wanted to equally promote the kindness and the confidence because they're both really strong amazing characteristics that all children whatever their gender should should have the opportunity to enjoy yeah 100% they should all be able to experience all of these different things and not just be put in boxes because no one fits in the box it doesn't matter who you are everybody has masculine and feminine characteristics there's nobody in the world who is a hundred percent of one or the other and if we continue to limit children and put them in boxes then they are going to continue growing up struggling with their mental health with the physical perception of, the, of how they should look as well because obviously that's a massive issue I know obviously like eating disorders and anorexia and things have been massively high for girls but it's on the rise hugely for boys isn't it and that stems from what the expectations are on them as children they carry that on into adults and that's why I think it's really vital to do this work now so that children can grow up knowing that they can be who is true to them and not just constantly try and people please all the time because this is this is another thing with my eldest I've really been trying to work on her being a people pleaser because she constantly wants to do things for other people to make them happy and every 
every time she does it now, I pick her up on it and I say to her, she doesn't need to do that. If she's doing something that makes her feel unhappy to make someone else feel happy, then that is not good. And she needs to change that. I think we are getting there gradually. But yeah, her confidence hasn't ever been that great. And I find it's largely because a lot of the time her looks have been the forefront of what people have recognised her for. And, and, you know, like people would stop and say, and say to me, oh, isn't she beautiful? Doesn't she look like a doll? More so than my younger daughter. I don't know if it's just because they were together. But yeah, we, we, we got stopped a lot when she was small. And obviously that sunk in and that self-worth. I mean, people did say about doing child modelling. And I'm really glad that we didn't actually go down that route because I feel like otherwise she would just be so focused on her appearance. And now she's quite happy because they go to forest school. She's just wearing old clothes, getting mucky. Today she was at art class and she, she had paint in her hair. You know, she she was, I said to her jokingly, oh, have you been painting today? She was absolutely covered in it. But before she would have been worried about her appearance. And like you said about wearing clothes, clothes where you might be more likely to chastise a child because they'll get their clothes mucky that happens far more with girls than boys because when I used to work at the children or volunteer at the children's centre especially in the dad's group they had a dad's group once a month any dad with a daughter would be more likely to say to them oh no you mustn't do that in case you get dirty and be on edge about it I mean some of them were quite happy and just let them just do what they wanted and I always put the girls in specific clothes like I do with when they're doing art to let them just express themselves and keep the clothes that are quite new so that we at least get more wear out of them rather than them getting completely ruined straight away but with my youngest she'll wear a brand new pair of leggings and climb a tree and then the the knees go through and there's no stopping her that's just what she wants to do and I think well I'm not going to stop them from doing things that they want to do but at least if they're wearing leggings in the top they've got the freedom whereas dresses are so restrictive and things like climbing they catch that they're just not practical it's okay if they want to dress up but as long as they know that they can wear clothes that allow them to have freedom absolutely and as they get older if they're wearing dresses and skirts all the time which is absolutely fine if they want to but it can limit some of the the activities because at some point when they're doing cartwheels or climbing a tree someone's going to see their pants and at some point they're going to reach an age where actually they don't feel comfortable with that and then perhaps that means that they would stop climbing the tree or stop doing the cartwheel and it it limits some of the things that they might try so um, I absolutely agree with you about putting them in clothes where they can go off and and enjoy themselves. Um, to the point that you were raised earlier, we spotted that every day when we dropped our daughter off at nursery from the age of one, she was always greeted really warmly uh, as she entered. And the people that worked there were fantastic. But the greeting always mentioned her looks. And it might just be, oh, oh, like, I love, I love your outfit today, or what a beautiful dress. And they were really kind comments. But over time, if every day you get a compliment like that, then it becomes ingrained in you that looks are important. Like you were saying with your daughter when she was described as a doll, that becomes a part of who you are and it becomes an important part of who you are. And that can then at some point go on to create pressure on you. Or at some point, it's really disappointing when you wear a really pretty dress and no one compliments you 
you. So I remember when my daughter was about four and she wore a dress all day. And at the end of the day, she made a comment and said, no one mentioned my dress. And it actually, I I didn't really think much of it. It was only a few years later, after I had done a lot more research, that I thought back to that time. And I was like, gosh, she was four and she was already almost craving that feedback or those compliments. I'm not saying that we shouldn't tell our children that they're pretty or we shouldn't compliment them. But I think it's just being mindful of that and not doing it all the time. And perhaps when we greet children, we greet them the same, whether they're girls or boys. and, And we can still compliment them we can say or what a lovely smile today or um, I've missed you so much that we can still say things that make that child feel great it just doesn't have to be all about their pretty clothes or their looks yeah definitely it's really hard with the looks I don't really ever say that to anybody even if I see a child that I think oh wow you know that there's one little girl in particular who has she's the only little girl that has made me feel broody since having my two I just I would literally just I'm over it now but there's something about her that I just feel I just really like about her but I I wouldn't say anything about her appearance I I'm friends with the mum so we we just chat and yeah I I just don't feel like it's necessary to make a comment because also there are some children who probably very rarely get someone commenting about their looks and then that instills the message oh they just not worth it this other child is every day being told what pretty clothes they've got or nice hair and then the other child no one's saying anything and I just think well why are you creating that divide already you may think that one child is cuter than the other but it's not a necessary thing to say so yeah I just try and focus on other things like you said about the smile and basically ask them how their day's been or what was their favorite thing or something rather than saying oh you know you've got a really beautiful dress on today and my eldest has been like that as well when people haven't commented she knows about it and now she like I said she's not so bothered about wearing pretty dresses but she does like to still dress up sometimes and we've got a whole box full of dressing up clothes they hardly wear them anymore but they've got all the Disney princess dresses and they know that they can wear them if they want but also my youngest has got a dinosaur outfit and they've got a crocodile outfit in there and we've tried so hard to kind of give them the option if that's what they want it sounds like you're doing an excellent job but and giving them that choice because if they want to get dressed up as a princess then that's brilliant and if they want to get dressed up as a crocodile that's brilliant as long as they've got that choice and they're in charge of what they do get dressed up in yeah but that's all we can do really isn't it ultimately they, they are their own people and they will do what they want to do but I just felt particularly with my eldest that it was something that we needed to really discuss and show her that she didn't just have to be that person she could be anything and anyone that she wanted to be and it's like when I first wrote Girls Love to Fart she wouldn't let me read it to her because she'd been told she was only three at the time that girls don't fart and every time I tried to read it to her it was on my iPad at the time she would have a massive tantrum about it didn't want me to even talk about it because she was believing that it was wrong and so things like that we just have to kind of 
allow them to see other messages and the ones they're getting. Yes, it's scary, isn't it, at the age of three to already think that. And it goes to show that, yeah, all those external factors. Because I, I used to think I, I was, you know, doing a really good job of being a positive role model. I was working really hard and I thought I was showing my, my daughter and my son that they could be whoever and whatever they wanted to be. And then they could be determined and confident because I was role modeling that. And then my daughter at the age of four turned around and said that she couldn't be a taxi driver when she was older because she was a girl. And it made me stop and just see the world through her eyes. And positive role modeling is really good and we should continue to do that. But it made me realize that it's not just what I say or what I do that influences them. There are so many other factors that make them believe or see the world or or perceive the world in a particular way. Yeah, that's true. And even though I spend a lot of my time talking about girls and women and obviously have two daughters, I see it all the time with boys, the fact that they feel like they can't behave in certain ways because they're boys and they limit themselves. For me, it's the limiting beliefs on both sides that's the saddest part, that they feel that they have to behave in specific ways. And I mean, I've worked with children since I was 15, so I have seen a lot of the behaviours. And from my experience, I do notice that the boys charge around and roar quite a lot. But also at the same time, some of the girls will want to do that. And, and, you know, some of the boys will want to sit down and play with the dolls and be very nurturing. And some of the girls are not interested in dolls at all. So just giving them that freedom to express themselves and not feel like they're trapped. Because a lot of the time, I think that's also the problem is this feeling of being trapped and not having the ability to express ourselves fully. Yeah, I agree. It puts so much pressure, doesn't it, on the shoulders of these small little children who will one day hopefully grow up to be um, grown-ups and still feel perhaps those pressures or limitations. Exactly. Anyway, it's been really lovely chatting to you today. It's been brilliant to join you, Alice. I've really enjoyed it. And I think we could have probably carried on talking all evening. Yeah, exactly. I know. There's too much ground to cover. Maybe another day we can do another one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Farting Feminist Podcast. My mission is to encourage all girls and women to know how incredible they truly are. You can find out more about the work I'm doing at www.aliceclaverstories.com. Please don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family.